the Virgin Radio Pridecast, proudly supported by Disney Plus, full of stories and love for all. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. Welcome <laughs> to Quite a Queer Conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Vicky Blight. And me, Rachel Shelley. Look at that, we got through the intro. <laughs> Happy days. <laughs> uh, this is the show that does exactly what it says on the tin. We're going to have a conversation, a little natter, uh, a catch-up, if you will, whatever you want to call it. We have questions to help us stay on track and they have been apparently randomly selected for us to answer. I'm not sure... What randomly selects it? A computer, a person, but random. Maybe like, you know, the Camelot machine or yeah. something like that. I've got them wheeling in uh, something, picking out balls. Um, but yes, <laughs> let's start as we mean to go on. Uh, we're going to be as open and honest as possible. Um, but to start off, a little bit more info about us. Okay, I'll start. My name is Rachel Shelley. My pronouns are she, her. I'm an actress. I'm probably best known to the listeners for playing Helena Peabody on The L Word for five seasons. The L Word, the first time round. I feel like I should do reboot. a curtsy or something. I'm, I mean, literally, I'm getting up, like, doing a curtsy. Like, it is no, no, sit actual down, Helena Peabody. <laughs> yes, gosh, it, sometimes that seems like another lifetime ago. It really does. But there it is. That's what I'm probably best known for. I am now working with Diva Magazine a lot and producing, editing and hosting sometimes their podcast, which is called Pod Diva. But you, Vicky. Yes. Oh, hello. Uh, Yes, Vicky Blight. I am, I go by she, her. I'm a radio presenter. I'm I'm a bit like you. I I do lots of different things. Mm. Uh, Voiceovers, bit of telly. Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm there and thereabouts on the scene broadcasting. Um, what will people know me best for? Well, for here, uh, doing bits and pieces on Virgin Radio Pride. I present a weekday show on Virgin Radio Anthems. And I also do bits and pieces for the BBC in Wales and, and all kinds of stuff. So uh, I'm always there or thereabouts. Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Rachel Shelley and Vicky Blight on Virgin Radio Pride. So our first question that uh, has been picked out for us. Apparently, it's question number four. Mm, it's a good number. Oh, these. I've got to be honest, I hate these types of questions. Yes. Which song would soundtrack your life? The reason why I hate it, that sounds like I'm being really negative, but I just... Give me an hour and I'll come back to you with an amazing answer. But right now, my mind is blank. It's really hard. They're really... I always find these... What are your top three this or your favourite that? I've always found that really, really hard. Because A, your mind goes blank. But B, it depends on your mood, on your... I mean, mind changes. It will yeah. completely change. My Spotify account, you know, I get obsessed with playing something... And then you don't play it for maybe five years or and, and then it comes back again. And also it changes with your your decades, mm. which I know, again, mm. probably sounds like I'm stating the bleeding obvious. But, you know, my 20s, what I was into in my 20s is different mm. to what I was into in my 30s and now my mm. 40s. Like mm. th- there are different stages, like before I was a parent, you yes. know, songs that would soundtrack yes. my life when I was getting up to all sorts are probably very different to yeah. the songs that soundtrack my life now, which yes. are probably from the Paw Patrol movie, if I'm honest. <laughs> That's or Blaze and the Monster Machines. That's what I listen to in the car now when uh, little ones in the back. Well, it's, you know, yeah, I had a while when it was just all Lion King. See, and what's that? That beginning. Ah, 
Arsene Wenger. Ah, yeah. I always have to sing Arsene Wenger because I, I just I think I don't it, know what it was. No, I don't. Arsene Wenger. Uh, yeah, so it yeah. really depends. I think I often go to a track by Florence and the Machine, that Dog Days. It's dog because days of the over. beginning and it's like, that, the lyrics are often the most important thing for me. When I re- when I really love a song, it's usually the lyrics that mm. pull me in. They have to be. I can't. I can like a song and dance to a song that is inane, but if if it, if the lyrics aren't solid and meaningful to me, then they don't become one of my favorite tracks. And that track with happiness hit her like a train on the tracks. And I think it's that motherhood thing that you were just talking about and that's exactly what it is you're like oh I'm so looking forward to this day and I've had oh my goodness I've got a child and my life is transformed (laughs) and it was never going to be transformed and I was going to continue being this you know worldwide travelling actress no suddenly I'm at home with the muslin cloths over my arm and sick down my jumper and you know my life is transformed. I'm very happy, but God, where, how did that hit me? Yeah. It hit me hard. That track yeah. is what it's all about. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. This is Quite a Queer Conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Vicky Blight, and Rachel Shelley. So, number 26, that's always a good number. I'm sure there's a very good bus, number 26. <laughs> Who is a good role model today? Someone immediate that jumps out for me, and it's probably because. Um, she messaged me at the weekend and I was I was looking at her socials earlier is Adele Roberts who's recently gone through bowel cancer and, and in the last few days when we're recording this has uh, been given the all clear that she's cancer free and I just think what she's done uh, since her diagnosis during the pandemic and what she's done to raise awareness um, and and she's continued to kind of give access on her socials to, to everything she's gone through from her surgery to her stoma to, to all of these things that are quite, you know, taboo, seen as mm. taboo before that. Mm. But she's she's brought that to a whole new generation of people and normalised it. Mm. And I just think where she's found the energy to do the amount of TV and radio and appearances whilst having chemo is incredible. Mm. Something's been driving her, you yeah. know, I, I can't imagine because I've not been through it, but just seeing the little snippets that she's given us, I just think what a brave woman, you know, and and also to see her partner, Kate, be there by her side through all of this and, and be as involved mm. and then both tackling it together. I think it really has opened up conversations. So not only are they incredible role models for the LGBTQ plus community, um, but I think Adele, she's she's really sort of put herself in a different arena and put her, made herself vulnerable, put herself out there, and, mm. and just the amount of love that's come back is 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 greatly deserved. So I would say Adele. I don't think I've really had role. I I'm not one for role models. Mm. Strangely, I don't know why. I there there might be people that I admire and I think they're amazing, but I don't think I've ever termed someone a role model. It's a lot of pressure, myself, isn't yeah. it? Being a, a a role model, there's a lot of pressure to I don't know be squeaky clean mm. or like. You know, and, and thinking, okay, let's rewind the clock. When you were working with the L Word cast mm. and crew, like I would say, as someone who was in my early 20s at the time mm. and not out at that point yeah. and really sort of struggling with how do I do what I do for a living and come out? And I, I think the 
the attitudes towards lesbians has changed in the last 20 years. Oh, for sure. Um, it was seen, you know, if someone called you a leser or something, it was so derogatory. Yeah. We were just starting to see more gay men on TV and on mm. screen. But women were still sort of almost like the laughing stock. It was, it was kind mm. of funny. And mm. then, you know, for this phenomenon of the L word to come through, which was really groundbreaking at the time, mm. and to display these complex, complicated relationships and put women at the centre of it, regardless of their sexuality. Like the, the stories yeah, that, you know, yeah. I would say all of you are kind of role models for doing that because you, you did you realise you were part of something that, it, that big? I don't know. I went into it just thinking, well, that's great. Yeah, okay, I'll play that role. That's interesting. Wow, what a great show. I joined in the second season. And I think if for the actresses and actors who started with the pilot... I'm pretty sure it was a different experience for them. But yes, it, it, it has become this huge, groundbreaking, like you say, show. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Vicky Bly, and Rachel Shelley. The next question, randomly selected. Number seven, how important is... Oh, well, this is kind of following on for our chat. Well, how yes. important is queer representation on TV and film? Well, I mean, from what we've just said, obviously, it it moved things in such a way that the L word as a phrase became just shorthand for so many things. It, I mean, it the it appeared in The Sopranos. Tony Soprano mentioned it. It you know, I remember seeing uh, little comic strips in The New Yorker. It became synonymous with beautiful, amazing, strong women who happen to be gay or queer or whatever or lesbian or whatever term you want to give it that it just became this great new part of our lexicon and it was a positive thing and it was a celebration so yes obviously it's really important, so important. I, and it moves on and it you know obviously back then however long ago it was 20 years ago 15 years ago that we were filming that and now we have the reboot which has moved things forward again on a LGBTQIA plus and the progress continues and I'm very happy for that. What are your thoughts about queer representation on TV and film? I, I think it's really, really super important because it's probably, if you're starting to question or become more in tune with your sexuality or, you know, your identity, the place you're going to start sort of seeing nods to it is TV and mm, film really mm. and I think you know it's it's that classic I can only describe it from from my perspective it's that classic thing of when you're a teenager and um you'd be sat there watching TV with your parents and then there'd be a same sex kiss on the screen mm. and I'm talking like you know 80s early mid 90s now mm, mm. which was very kind of risque <laughs> anyway and and I'd I'd feel very uncomfortable, like in terms of I'd start squirming internally, kind of thinking, oh God, what if they ask me a question or something? What yeah. uh, like and and I don't know, yeah. But at the same time, kind of wanting to to see it because it was like, yeah, but it happens. It actually happens. Um, so I think it's that whole classic thing of if you can't see it, you can't be it. And um, yeah. And it's a platform, isn't it? And it's just using those platforms in really positive ways. Quite a Queer Conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. This is Quite a Queer Conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Vicky Blight and Rachel Shelley. Now, Vicky, yes. our next randomly selected question is question number 12. Was there a time you were on a date and it went horribly wrong? 
I have to sometimes live vicariously through other people's dating stories now yes. because uh, my wife and I have been together for 18 years. So dating was a long time ago. I can remember having a, a date once and having dinner early and then going somewhere else and it really wasn't going that well but whatever we were friends anyway you know sort of borderline friends so it was nothing it was no big deal but when I remember getting home washing my face looking in the mirror and having the biggest piece of green something (laughs) between my teeth and we'd eaten at something like seven o'clock and this was probably about half past ten and can you imagine all that time and I think probably because I didn't care yeah. So much. I hadn't gone to the bathroom and done a check. Yeah. Anyway, and he'd never told me. Anyway, it was quite funny. I texted him. I remember. No, I wouldn't have texted him because I wouldn't have had. That was so long ago. I wrote him a postcard. But I remember contacting him somehow, maybe an email, saying, all that time and you didn't tell me that I <laughs> that I had a tree in my a mouth. A tree growing out of my uh, two front uh. teeth. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Rachel Shelley, and Vicky Blight on Virgin Radio Pride. Right, another question. Uh, what do you think it's like for people in the community with children? Hmm. Mm. Well, you're probably best place to answer that. I mean, I, I hear different things. Yeah, I think I would say my experience has been pretty much positive. Yeah, you know, our little one is starting school in September, so we're now doing all that school stuff for the first time. And um, they don't seem to bat an eyelid, to be honest. I think, you know, and even in his years at, at kind of nursery, like it was Father's Day recently, so they checked with us at, the, at drop-off and said, just, just wanted to check what you do for Father's Day because we know that some couples, you know, they might kind of celebrate mm. the other parent mm. and that or do you celebrate like the, the granddad or you know and so they they just asked us I think and, yeah. and I think that's you know I would always say that's the way forward just yeah. if you if you if you don't know don't fumble your way through it just just ask because yeah. actually you're going to get a way better reaction than yeah. sort of kind of clumsily saying the wrong thing but yeah so we were just like oh yeah no we'll, we'll just um you know make cards for for his pops and and for his mm. grandpa yeah and yeah that's great yeah perfect um, yeah, people people kind of get obsessed with what they call you. I think that's another question that we get a lot. So, so who's mummy and who's what? What do you, what do they call each of you? If you're both, you can't both be mum. Mum. And I'm like, well, we kind of are. Well, it's mummy and other mummy at the moment, but I'm sure that will change as he gets yeah. older. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple of books which are about like donor children that you know age appropriate, so he knows that he's a donor child. Because he's never not going to know that. Mm. But that's that's just a fact. Um, but I guess it's the way that you know it's it's talked about. But there is there are so many different family setups, aren't there? You know, some people use donors. They know some yeah. some people have yeah. you know other people involved in in the parenting. You know, some people have quite a hands on role. They, they've you know, I I wouldn't like to kind of speculate on. I think it's different for everybody. But our journey so far has been has been really positive i think probably the only setting that sometimes it becomes a bit awkward or a bit clumsy is actually in a healthcare setting because i would say traditionally like medical stuff and 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 healthcare you know it is very binary yeah um and i'm sure that the trans community find this you know to the nth degree all the time but it is very binary and and you know the forms are very much mother father yeah and you know the the literature is all mother father and and yeah and even just in those appointments sometimes you know, you obviously have people you get to know 
but if you've got an unknown midwife or someone you've not met before then then mm. you always feel that need to clarify and, mm. and there's almost kind of this questioning look of like so should you really be here though because you're not biologically you know the it's, it's, it's weird yeah. so I would say actually that's probably an area maybe if we're looking at it that could could do with a bit of a an upgrade and a bit of a brush down quite a queer conversation virgin radio pride this is quite a queer conversation on virgin radio pride with me vicky blight and rachel shelley number 30 okay so like a bingo caller what do you think the lgbtq i'm gonna add ia plus scene will be like in five years time i don't know but i see just in the evolution of interviews that i listen to on Diva that I edit and so I listen very carefully I can hear a slight sea change of especially younger women or non-binary people I can hear this reluctance to have a label at all do you know I'm not going to have a label I don't have to come out because I could be that that one day and that the next day and I labels People want to seem to shed their labels. Mm. And I wonder whether that's where it's going. What do you think? Yeah, I've heard similar things as well. And and especially with, with teenagers just going, you know, it's not a thing now. Just mm. just be what you are. You're just mm. you. You're just an individual. Um, and they don't want to be boxed off to things and they, they just want that, that fluidity. I think maybe it will move into a more of a gender fluid. But at the same time... It's easier for us to say that because we live here in the UK. Yes, definitely. So to definitely. be able to, we've got that freedom to go, hey, I don't even need the label anymore yes. because I can just go into a bar. It doesn't have to be a gay bar. Just, you know, I am just me. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, whereas in other parts of the world, that movement and that activism and, and it, it's still very much needed because there are corners of the world where people are still fearing for their lives or they wake up every day and they feel like they're, in the wrong body and they can't do anything yeah. about it and, and their future looks bleak because they know there's no opportunity to do anything about it. So, I don't know. I think, again, I think there's, in the next five years, I think you're right. I think the younger generation will, will be more fluid. Mm. But I think we will still really need those key LGBTQIA plus areas to, to, to make, to do the groundwork and, and to make those inroads. Quite a Queer Conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Rachel Shelley and Vicky Blight on Virgin Radio Pride. Well, our final um, important question, mm. which I think everybody answers on this, on this show, is what does pride mean to you? For me, it's a real celebration and I'm, I obviously know that pride is also a protest and I get that, but I... <sighs> As an ally, I think the celebration has the biggest impact on me. I mean, I remember going to my first Pride event in Australia when I was about 20 in Sydney, and I think Kylie Minogue played. And it was just the best party I'd ever been to. You know, Kylie Minogue, we were all dancing like crazy and all off our heads, and it was just brilliant. It was brilliant. But actually, you know, Pride then was just a party. But now that I'm sort of involved in a very different way with the community I see the essence of it has come as the protest and I have to say 
how brilliant to be in a community that takes a protest, sprinkles it with beautiful queer fairy dust and makes it a party. I mean, that yeah. is why everyone wants to be at that party. Because it's both. Because it's both yeah. and it's so exciting. And there aren't, I don't know, how many other communities would do that? I don't know. Mm. There is something about that gay sprinkle of just like fantasticness that makes it a party. It's and I magical. love it. Yeah, I think, yeah, Pride for me. Um, I'm hosting a, a really small Pride in a in a couple of weeks' time uh, where I live in Wales, which is a real joy to do because oh, it's wow. it's nice to see these smaller Prides get off the ground and, and have the support from communities that you wouldn't necessarily think that there's a large proportion of queer representation. So what will you be doing then what will that um kind of hosting and i guess sort of you know I, I, I did it a few years ago before the pandemic and the community got behind it the shops as you say were putting up mm. bunting and, mm. and flag stickers in the windows and and they'd never done that before so it, it really did bring a different dimension to an area that may may not have yeah. really had a, a gay scene if you will apart from the fact that there were obviously queer people living there but but not kind of grouping together so so i think these smaller prides are great in terms of showcasing what a friendly bunch we all are and it's that message that hopefully you know we should all bring as individuals regardless of our sexuality or how we identify that everybody is equal mm. we're all human mm. love is love is love you know, finding human connection with another person is the most magical feeling in the world. You know, to not go through this life alone or feel like you don't belong. You know, nobody wants that for anyone. Yeah. You know, loneliness and, and, and feeling like you don't have roots is one of the scariest feelings. So that's what this is about. Yeah. Surely that's what Pride yeah. is about. It's, it's giving a safe space and a home to all. So turning 40 last year and, and being gay, I was... I was very proud to be more out at 40 than I was at 21. Radio. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. That Thanks. was great. It's been great. So it's thank been you. Lovely. Thank you. It's been nice to hang out. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio Pride. The Virgin Radio Pridecast. Proudly supported by Disney Plus. Full of stories and love for all.